Good morning. It is a Thursday, so it is time for the Missional Community Leader Coaching Podcast. And uh, yeah, nope, still a terrible opening to the podcast. Um, I, I don't know. It's still so weird. I Someday I'll figure out how to open this thing that's not totally awkward, or maybe I won't. But um, hey, uh, so hopefully you guys have had a good week. And Appreciate all the engagement on uh, the question of uh, cold weather missional communities. Um, I'm going to be uh, dropping um, some thoughts on that uh, here in the next few hours. And uh, so, yeah, I got some ideas um, to maybe, I don't know, maybe we can put a bow on it. Uh, not that any of this matters because you're probably listening to this on Friday or Saturday. And we've already had this discussion. So I'll just say thank you. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for being a part of the discussion. And uh, yeah, you guys you guys rock. And super grateful for uh, how you guys care for Amy and I and our family. We, uh, we are blessed. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that in a goofy, uh, Christian cringe kind of way. Uh, truly. We feel that way every day, um, and especially as I engage with friends of mine who don't have the kind of leadership uh, team that we do. You know, that that aren't aren't you know they're not friends. They're not they don't have deep relationships. Uh, it's just a, a political game that they have to figure out how to how to win. And I can't thank you enough that we don't have to live that way and that we don't do life and ministry that way, but that we are doing life and ministry together in a way that I think really honors Jesus. And so appreciate you guys. And yeah, um, let's see. Doubt on Tap is moving to uh, our Discord, Simple Theologian Discord server for video uh, video chats and all that good stuff uh, here as it gets cold. So that's what's up with uh, Simple Theologian or uh, with Doubt on Tap. Uh, let's see. The virus information uh, that I'm seeing is not great. Uh, things uh, continue to, uh, from what I can tell, are getting significantly worse. And uh, so that's that's problematic um, and probably needs to uh, probably needs to shape uh, definitely needs to inform our uh, our decision making process right uh, because it's yeah it's just not looking good so that said uh, let's let's dive in here to uh, the next, our next section in James. We are looking at James 13 through 18 this week. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But 
The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. All right. Man, uh, this is good stuff, and it's uh, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to it. Um, so uh, he opens this. So I guess before we... Before we go verse by verse here, um, we fallen condition focus. We believe that the ends justify the means. Jesus calls us to the way, not the ends. Uh, and so, message big idea uh, is that the ends will ref- will ultimately reflect the means. Right, the ends will ultimately reflect the means. The way we live will ultimately be displayed in uh, in the ends. You know, in, in the in the outcome of how we lived. So, uh, James opens this section with a rhetorical question, and this probably relates back to what he just talked about, right? Uh, regarding regarding teachers back in chapter three, verse one. Uh, so, kind of this idea of, hey, if you if you want to be a teacher, um, that means you must think yourself wise, right? So, put yourself on display. Um, put it, put put yourself out here. Let's see what do you got. Uh, show, and he says, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. You know, if if you are really living a wise life, and remember, James is building uh, his, his idea, his concept of wisdom here is that same kind of conception of wisdom from from Proverbs, right? He's he's writing to a Jewish audience. He's thinking. In a Jewish way, and uh, and so this concept is pointing to moral maturity, a spiritual maturity, a moral uprightness, moral purity. That is that is what wisdom looks like. And he says, "All right, you think you're wise? Uh, does your life show it? You know what's what's the fruit? Do, do you do you have a life that that reflects?" Uh, that that reflects this this declaration of of wisdom, and uh, you know because wisdom is not about ideas for James. Wisdom is not some sort of intellectual kind of game for him, right? It's it's not a uh, it's not it's not just it's not just a thought experiment. Wisdom is is life. Wisdom is displayed in your actions. And so it says if you're heavenly wise, then your life will display that through good deeds done in humility. Right? It, the, ends, the ends are reflected in the means. If you are living a wise life, then what are the ends? What does it look like? What do the deeds look like? So then he he moves forward here in verses uh, 14 through 16. Um, and, and he's laying out the opposite. He's, he's laying, he's kind of painting this, this picture here now of the person who in some ways might, you know, so, might look good for a season. They, they might be somebody who has the appearance of wisdom. They, they might have they might have an outward appearance of looking like they are wise. Uh, 
but the ends again will ultimately reflect the means the ends don't justify the means the ends will ultimately reflect the means so he says here's here's the uh here's the other kind of wisdom worldly wisdom if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast about it or deny the truth now uh or deny the truth uh, that could be translated and deny the truth, and I think the NASB does that. Uh, and so I think that's probably a better translation there, uh, this, this idea of and denies the truth. Uh, but our, the, the point here uh, is that our lives display what's in us. Uh, so the, you know, the NIV, I love this, in, uh, in verse 15 they they put wisdom in quotes, right? So it's this, um, they're, they're really doing a good job here of denoting the sense of what's happening in the text, that this is a false wisdom, that this is not, this is not a real wisdom. And so as James is, is building off that Jewish conception of wisdom, um, you know, we we get this sense that uh, you know these these people who are who are living life, who are doing things that uh, that are doing that they're they're living their lives from a place of envy and selfish ambition. Uh, that's not wisdom. It's it's something else. He says you're building your wisdom here in verse fifteen uh, in three different ways, uh, from in an earthly way, in an unspiritual way, in a demonic way. This is the trifecta, right? Um, you know, earthly would be the world, unspiritual would be the flesh, and demonic would be the devil. Uh, and, and so we, he's saying, hey, you, you, if you're not, if you're, if you're not coming from a pure place, if you are coming from this place of selfish ambition, if you're coming from this place of of bitter envy, if you're just doing this in a sense, to try to make yourself look good, to try to make yourself feel good, to try to, um, you know, just get, put yourself in a place of, of prestige, then that's not wisdom. That is, this is a wisdom uh, that, is, that is rooted in the trifecta of bad. It is, you know, it is coming from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Um, Paul talks a little bit about this in in Corinthians, where he's you know he says, "Hey, we're we don't we're not trying to follow the wisdom of this world. Um, you know, we are we are we're not we're not trying to trick you. Uh, we are being brutally honest here, and we are coming at this only only uh, from the place of of Christ, only from the the place of the gospel." Only, only boasting Christ, only knowing Christ in this moment, and so uh, this, you know, James is kind of getting at this same, this same idea here. And so, what's the, what's the result of this kind of wisdom? Disorder and every evil practice. Eventually, again, eventually, the proof is in the pudding. Eventually, the ends will reflect the means. If you're getting there, if you're trying to bring something about. 
by means of, you know, um, bitter envy and, um, you know, selfish ambition, then, then the ends ultimately are, are going to look like disorder and, and evil practice. It's just, it's going to fall apart. You're not able to keep the house of cards up, right? And, uh, and I think that TV show, House of Cards uh, on Netflix, is such a great example of this. Um, you know, it's, it's, such a, it's such an inside look into what happens when the means that you're using to try to bring about ends is from, uh, is from bitter envy and selfish ambition. That's, uh, that was, you know, the, the, the main characters uh, were driven by those two things. And all that resulted, ultimately, all that resulted was evil practice and disorder and heartbreak. And, and we see that in our day and age. It, you know, we see it in the church. We see church leaders who are building uh, huge followings and huge cults of personality. Why? Well, they say it's, it's to get the gospel out. It's, they say it's to help folks. But at the end, what do we find? We find disorder in every evil practice. That's why so many of these kinds of, you know, mega church leaders are falling because they're really not building from a place of wisdom, of humility. They are, they are doing all this stuff from, from a place of selfish ambition and bitter envy. They want to be bigger. They want to have more money. They want to have greater influence. All of that, all of that is, um, you know, is what's driving them. And so eventually, it absolutely falls apart. The ends don't justify the means, right? Such wisdom does not come down from heaven. So, I mean, this is, uh, this, is, this is what James is, is trying to get them to see. If you want to be a teacher, you have, to have a, you have to have wisdom. You have to live an upright life. You have to live a life that can be put on display and, and be found pure. And this is where we get to the heart of it here in 17 and 18. Heavenly wisdom hits different, as the kids say. It's ultimately shaped by being pure. This means that wisdom from heaven is morally blameless, right? So that, the, uh, so that when the ends are reflected back on the means, what do we see? we see? We see moral blamelessness. We see beauty. And so James provides a sevenfold definition of purity. Peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Now, I would encourage you to kind of think through all seven of those things, right? Um, what, is it, what does it mean to be peace-loving? What does it mean to be considerate? What does it mean to be submissive? And I want to, real quick on that, that word submissive, uh, it is not, uh, submissiveness again here is not doormatedness. It is, it is coming alongside another saying, I see you, I hear you, I love you, uh, and... And so I will, I will walk alongside of you, um, 
It's this idea of submitting to one another. It is this idea of of being in relationship with one another uh, and, and practicing uh, a deep, a deep connection uh, for the sake of peace. So, um, and uh, yeah, so we have, so then full of mercy and good fruit, impartiality, and impartial and sincere. Uh, in the Greek, uh, you get alliteration and even some rhyming from James in this list. So the first three, uh, you get, you know, you get his, uh, you get alliteration, ironiki, epikis, uh, epiakis, yeah, epiakis, and uh, you, uh, you, you this. So um, you, you get these. You get you get this cool little alliteration there of those of those first three words, and then the middle two um, are marked. You know they're grouped with full of full of uh, mercy and good fruit, and then the last two uh, you get more alliteration and rhyming, uh, adiacritos and anipocritos. Uh, so adiacritos and anipocritos. So the, the, you know there's there's no Theological deepness here. I mean, it's not like um, we need to overstate uh, the ordering of these. Uh, it just it just goes to show that James was thoughtful about his craft, and and you know, remember this was an oral thing, right? I mean, he yeah, he wrote the letter down, but then it was read. He wanted people to be able to recall this, and so Irenake, Epi, you know. Epikis, eupathes. Um, I mean, this, you, you know, th- that was going to stick. Those words were going to stick. Uh, and then the full of marking on then, adiacritos and aniocritos. I mean, these, a- anipocritos. I mean, th- these, these words uh, would stick in their head. He wanted them to think about these seven things, and he wanted them to shape them, right? These, these seven things are supposed to shape the follower of Jesus. Peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And ultimately what this does is it creates us, it makes us into peacemakers. And so, and so what do peacemakers do? They sow in peace and they reap a harvest of righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is that thing that God desires, right? Um, and we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that uh, back in uh, chapter one, right? Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. The kind of righteousness that God desires is this: is this kind that is rooted in peacemaking. It's rooted in these seven things. This is the kind of righteousness. This is the kind of pure life that we're to live. So, you know. These these seven things should shape us. It should shape how we understand ourselves. This is what wisdom looks like. The end, the end of biblical wisdom, is the sowing of peace into right that, that reaps righteousness. So we can ask ourselves: Are what we seeing in different areas of our lives, in different areas of our culture, is it biblical wisdom? Is it heavenly wisdom? If it is, it's bringing about peace and righteousness. If it isn't, if it isn't, it's it's bringing about 
disorder in, in, in every evil practice. Even if it appears that it looks okay. Right? Uh, even, even, if, even if the kind of in the moment looks like maybe it's good stuff. But for the believer, the ends, the ends never justify the means. Because ultimately the ends will reflect the means. So if we're going about good things with wrong motives, eventually, eventually, it will come back to bite us. The ends will ultimately display the means. It's Master's Week, and so I have Happy Gilmore on my mind. Shooter McGavin, uh, the antagonist in the film, pretended to love old people and dogs, but he really hated them. His true character was eventually put on display, and this is what James is getting at. You can pretend to be wise, but in the end, who you are will eventually be put on display. Heavenly wisdom, a pure life, is not double-minded. It is singularly minded and rooted in sowing in peace. So the question that we have to ask, that we have to sit in, is what are we sowing? What are we sowing? Take, you know, you want to encourage your folks to take time this week and, and, and look are you sowing peace or are you sowing something else? Does your life reflect these seven uh, characteristics or is it something else? Um, how do we, how, how, how are we living? Um, so uh, that's where we're going. That's, uh, that's what's up. Uh, so hopefully this is helpful for you as you prepare and as you get ready to lead this weekend. And uh, as always, if there's something else that you think needs to be in this podcast that's not, please let me know. And, uh, you know, let's, and I will be sure to add it. I really want this to be a value add for you and not just a time suck. So appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, and and until, until we talk, I uh, love well.